My name is Michaela Green, and my company is Cloud by K. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have an entrepreneur I met at the Talented Team Club. Miss Sean Ho Green, Ho King, excuse me. Ho, she has the green. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> but she also has the team and she works with women's self-esteem. But, but my guest today was a vendor at the event that I was with with my family. And I have Michaela Green of Claude by K. And she's going to give us the game on her business. Links will be in the description box for you ladies. And I'm going to emphasis ladies who want to buy. I know it's a new dimension, Michaela, and anybody could be a customer, but I just got to throw that out because I'm old school. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I am good. And I just, uh, let me get this out before we get through the whole journey. Maybe it, you know, intertwines, but Mm -hmm. what made you become a vendor at the Talented Team Club in here in uh, West Palm Beach? Um, Well, Mrs. King had brought it up to me. She says that she knew that press on nails was something that I did and that they were having the event. And so she just came up and she was like, if you would like, I would be more than happy to have you. And I said, I'd be more than happy to be there. Okay. Okay. So just, you know, being connected, networking, that's, that's what it takes. And, you know, I saw on your website and people can see on your beautiful, beautiful website, Claude by K. She also is on Etsy. So if you Google it in, you guys, you're going to find something. Um, tell us about this story. I read it on your website, but, you know, what made you say this is a business I think I can do? Well, growing up um, through middle school, I was kind of in the tomboyish mode. Um, I didn't want anything to do with makeup or nails or anything that had to do with what I would call the whole girly side. Um, but then as soon as I entered high school, I realized, wow, okay, a lot of these other girls are wearing makeup, their nails are done. And, you know, you kind of want to like just fit in into that point. So my mom had done my nails one night and I kid you not, I woke up about four different times to just look at myself and be like, wow, I really have my nails done. Um, Well, I went on, uh, I actually played basketball in high school, so nails weren't really a thing that I was able to do. Then I got hurt. Um, My senior year, I blew my knee out and mentally I couldn't get back into the game. It was very hard for me. And I was like, this would be a perfect time to to jump on the nail train. And it boosted my self-esteem after I got hurt. Cause after I got hurt, I was kind of like, this is kind of just it for me. Um, And then I was like, okay, I can, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things. And after that, it kind of just took off and it was, it was on from there. All right. And nothing wrong with being a tomboy. I know that your, your, your father um, was, you know, probably not, you know, pushing you to say, Hey, deal with all this makeup and all this. Yeah. Yeah, Tomboy. Yeah. I think (laughs) nothing nothing wrong with that um, at all. But you know, we, we learned that can't keep you there. And, and I say that, folks, because it was a family affair. I mean, the whole family was out at her booth. Um, her, her dad, I think he is going for sainthood. He looked like such a nice guy. And, <laughs> you know, and, and just everybody was, you know, working together. That's 
important. You know why? Because when your business, you know, blows up and you're on Forbes and then you have, you know, multiple businesses, you're going to have family come in and say, I always knew you had it, but you can actually say y'all supported me and, and thank you. Un unlike some people, you know, and names will stay nameless. Now, when you started, how did you start? Because that's the hardest part for all entrepreneurs usually is how did you start? What research did you have to do? How did you get your products? Precisely. So when we first started, it was in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it was very hard to maneuver the nail game after that. As you know, with the closure of a lot of nail salons, hair salons, everything was closed at that time. So I was kind of like, what is something that I could do to help out people like myself who just love getting their nails done at that time? And then it was one time I saw on Etsy, this woman was doing press on nails and I was like, that's it. That's something, that's something that I could do. And first we started with um, custom. And then I realized a way to make more money faster would be ready-made nails. Um, now, how we got our product was a manufacturer off of um, AliExpress. We contacted one of them and they sent us out a product. And I was like, this is something that we could we can most definitely sell. We created our Etsy shop. And from then on, uh, we made we started the Etsy shop on the 16th of July. We had our first sale on the 22nd. And after then it was it was it was high rising. So. I, I love it. I love it. And even that you let folks know, you know, where, because there is no competition except yourself. And, you know, with getting those orders, you know, overseas, um, usually that's how, you know, Alibaba works overseas <laughs> in, in China. Did you have any hurdles during the pandemic? Were there any delays where your maybe your stuff was in the ports? But, you know, it it took a little bit longer to get um, through customs. Yes, um, there was a couple of times we had hit that hurdle. Um, it says it's leaving, as you know, with Alibaba or AliExpress, it shows you when it gives you a tracking time. There were a couple of times where it left. We were expecting to get it within three weeks and it took about two months to get to us. So the pandemic definitely slowed everything down. Um, but in the end, we were able to get all of our product. And I think the most important part was just making sure that our customers knew it's going to be, you know, that communication aspect is going to be a little bit of time before we get it. But as soon as we do, we will let you know. And, and that was the saving grace in the entire situation. Getting customers is hard and being a business owner and especially, oh, in our community, black business owner, you know, what do you mean? Y'all don't have any ketchup. Y'all don't have any Kool-Aid. How did you prepare your customers and how, how did you acquire your customers in that relationship? to be able to express that? With Etsy, I think, once again, it was our saving grace is Etsy already has a built-in clientele. So once you put yourself out there, people kind of just are attracted to you based on another product that they saw on Etsy. Um, so getting customers in the beginning wasn't the hard part. It was making sure that our customer service was up to par so that we kept people. They were able to tell people, give us good reviews and more people were able to come in. Okay, but then you have the delays. So do you have to email folks? Are you calling folks? When we get a, uh, we have something set up 
uh, for email requests. So we were able to send out emails to say, hey, this is out of stock, but we would be more than happy to let you know when it comes back in. Um, if we happen to run out of something and we thought we were going to have another item in that time, and we weren't that email and customer service part comes in. We did have to make a couple of calls in getting orders out as with the pandemic still, the USPS was a little slower. They were delayed, they were backed up. So we did have to make those personal calls to say, hey, your order's on the way, it's coming. Hold out just a little while longer. That is just, that makes all the difference, you know, just getting ahead of it. I'm a PR guy, I'm a consultant. That's the language I like to tell people, get ahead of it. Don't wait for them to call you, you call them, you know that there's a problem. How did you figure out what to sell your product for? You know, I'm sure you watch shows like Shark Tank and you hear somebody might buy a product for $2, but they're selling it for 200 and you're like, well, that makes me not even want to buy the product. But you have to make a profit in a business because it's not free to get the stuff, you know, from anywhere. So how did you, you know, learn that process? I don't want you to take, you know, your, your margins. This ain't that show. But how did you learn to say, this is going to be where my margins are at, and I think I can, you know, make a living at this? To be 100% honest, I credit all of that to my parents. Um, my parents were business gurus. They've owned their own business. Um, so I was blessed enough to have that already going into it, to have them say, hey, this is what you could get it for. This is what you could sell it for to make this much, you know? So to have them on my side and behind me in this entire process has just been a true blessing. So I really do have to credit all of that part to them in that aspect. Man, give it up to the parents. I told you guys, you know, <laughs> I can I can pick them. And as a, as a semi-pro date doctor in case she's single, you guys better come correct. <laughs> Because you have to go through the same vetting process. With, you might have to have your portfolio, you know, your ledger for your business. Talking about you're an entrepreneur, but you're, you know, <laughs> no profit. <laughs> and mom's is going to second it. Um, if she might, she may be the first to call it out. But no, that that's beautiful. And I jokingly say that, but we hear all this stuff online now about high value men, and everybody thinks they're high value who makes two dollars. And if you make Ten thousand a month. You really think you're special, but uh, you're you're not. You're just a business owner, and and yep. you know, yeah. Now, with your business, what's a community give back that you are doing, or that you plan to do in the future? My first community give back was actually with Mrs. King. Um, she had me come out to her summer camp and do a press on showcase for some of the girls out there and when i tell you i had the biggest blast i had so much fun they had so much fun um so that right there um is the biggest thing for me definitely something i look at doing more often and even if it's not with mrs king in the future um because for our community i think it's huge not only to see somebody as a black woman who's a business owner getting out there and saying hey you can do it too but finding something that you truly enjoy um, also, not just volunteering our time, but donations. Donations are huge, um, whether it's, you know, buying books to hand out or, or food. So those are some things that not just here, but definitely in the future, I hope to continue and, and grow as well. Okay. And what did you study in college? And are you finished? Um, not finished yet. I'm currently in college. Um, I'm doing business management. Um, 
that is the biggest thing. I don't want to work for anybody else. So if I can get that under my belt, I, I'm, I'm just business after business after business at that point. Okay. Now, you said your parents were entrepreneurs. So it's in your DNA to say, okay, I, got I can do a business. Not that I have to, but that I can do a business. Now, is there also a family business that, you know, you could go do or that you've been doing and you've been practicing? Not at the moment. Um, we do have uh, an up and coming uh, construction company. That's what they did before. And that's what they um, are looking at doing now. But not besides that, not not anything at the moment. OK, so they were going after those um, construction RFPs, those government RFQs, source of socks. Yeah, it's a, it's a great business to be in. Uh, and um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love that line of work. Now, with having, where do you see yourself? Are you going to be a serial entrepreneur? And what type of serial entrepreneur? Are you one who likes to start things and have others manage? Or are you kind of like, you got to do it all and know, you know what's going on? My uh, my biggest goal is to be a serial entrepreneur within myself. Um, my biggest goal is to own a chain of nail salons, actually, and to move the press-on company that I have to sell my own press-ons in my, my nail salon. Um, but not just that, you know, within a nail salon, you have a whole beauty salon. So, you know, getting my beauty degree and whichever I choose to do, but able to sit here and say, this is mine. This is what I did. Um, obviously, you're going to need help bringing people on. But once I, I do that, I, I look at it as my baby. You know, I don't want anybody touching it or anything like that. Like, you can help me with it, but but that's my baby. So. Okay. And so starting with the nails and I saw that they were reusable. Educate the audience. There may be some guys out there and say, let me go. My, my, my wife or girlfriend has those. Let me get those nails. But how does the reusable, like, can you wear them for a month, take them off, clean them, shine them up like a fender and put it back on? Like, <laughs> what, 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 is that, what does that mean? Walk us through that journey. Okay, so with our reusable nails, they are in fact reusable. Um, we give our customers two things. So you'll get nail adhesive tabs as well as nail glue. Um, with the tabs, they last about one to three days. Those I recommend if you're trying to go out for like a quick night or something like that, you don't want anything too permanent. Um, as for the nail glue, they last from seven to 14 days. Um, so those are the, you definitely know you're going to wear them for a little while. I'm going to, you know, spruce them up. With, when the reusable part comes in, you're able to actually soak our nails off in just hot water, dish soap, and a little bit of cooking oil. They come off in about no longer than 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so after that, you can pat them dry, stick them in your, you know, in your drawer. And then once you want to put them back on again, you're able to put them back on. Oh, wow. Now, again, pure ignorance on my, my end. But is this, are, are nails a product where, let's say you, you got a friend, Jill Scott, Cardi B, whoever, and she has some great nails of your nails on, and then she wants to take them off. Can her friend then say, hey, I want Cardi's nails, or I want Jill's nails, and put them on? Is that kind of an abomination that you would never put on another woman's nails? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it only for sanitary purposes. Um be more than happy to make their friend the nails. Um, but definitely because of sanitary purposes, we don't recommend reusing other people's nails. 
Okay, and I'm just trying to think. I'm thinking like NFTs, but you know, okay, if this is a physical product, you give it to someone famous, they wear it for a day, like shoes, and now you can sell it. You know, but no, yeah. you say no. Okay, no, just just gotta know. And <laughs> you do international shipping. Where's the furthest that you've shipped thus far? The furthest I would have to say is Israel. That was that was the furthest we've gone um, outward. Upward um, was Ontario. We've hit New Zealand. Um, we've hit Australia. Well, Australia might be the farthest. We've hit Australia a couple of times. Um, but anywhere we've had Africa. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to say that we've hit every continent, which is the biggest thing to me. Um, but that's just that's just it. Wow. Now, Africa, you said, ding, 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 I need a buzzer or something. You said a magic <laughs> word. Um, what countries do you remember in Africa? Nigeria. Two, we've had two sales go out to um, Nigeria. Le- Le- I, would, I don't want to mispronounce it, but I think it's Lagos. Yeah, it's Lagos. It's, it's yeah. Lagos all day. Super Eagles. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> now, when you're shipping out to Africa, uh, are there what are the stipulations as far as shipping because a lot of times africa you know they we we have i say we like i'm in africa right now but we are africans um we just happen to be born here um being you have to ship it we have amazon we have jumia but that shipping do you know how expensive that is to ship to Africa, just, you know, using um, Etsy? Currency is different, so it's a little hard um, to describe. But in American dollars, I think it was upwards of from 13 to 20 to get so shipped they, over there. So they really wanted your product then. Yes. And that's what makes me happy, you know, to say something like this. You're, you're willing to pay this much in shipping for our product which is another reason to just keep going and keep getting bigger and better. Um, but it's, 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 it's all love, all love. Now, if you can ship to Nigeria and it got to the people, that is something that many Nigerians will say, where did they ship? DHL? Like, and you know, it, it, it costs. Can you have a Nigerian focus, like, you know, with the flag, nails, can people do custom orders? I know you said it was a little more difficult, but mm-hmm. is that something that could be done? Because people, you know, especially Africans, we always want to see the different flags. I'm wearing different flags on me right now, for those <laughs> who are watching. Um, you know, I got flags on top of flags. So, you know, can you do that? Is that easy to do? That is something that we're looking at doing. That would be more towards the custom site instead of the Etsy. Um, But we are working on bringing a flag collection. So whatever your country is, whatever your flag is, we are looking to hopefully bring that to you and that you'll be able to represent yourself, your country to the highest to the highest power. Now, here's the, the question, and this may be years down the road, but for all I know, it could just be right around the corner. Have you thought about manufacturing the nails yourself? I have. I have, I have, I have. We've looked at manufacturing nails, um, nail polish, having our own stuff so that we could become a supplier. Um, like you said, that is a little bit down the line, uh, a couple of years down the line, actually. But it's definitely in, in the cone of focus. 
Okay. And can you educate the people? Because, you know, some, they say they hear China, 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 and you'd be, you know, surprised that people are like, but why not just do it yourself? Why not just get the machines to do it yourself? And I mean, it's logistics. It's, it's a whole bunch of things of just products and what you can buy them for. But how difficult, like, do you think that would be? How, how big of a team, how many people would you need to hire when you get to that point? At that point, I'm talking warehouses. I'm talking, you know, upwards of 70 people on a team. Now, like you said, the price of what you get it for in China versus the price of what you would pay for in America to get something done is drastic. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. The biggest thing is people go overseas to get their product because it is so much cheaper. Um, over here, the value of the American dollar is greater as we know, but like I said, warehouses and you know, employees and insurance on employees and paying for the, the machines. And that is just drastic in itself, which is the reason why it's further down the line, but still in the scope of, of everything. Yeah. People, you know, if you complain about it and say, well, it should be the same price. We just don't understand how the world works. But when you travel to a place that's cheaper and then you become like a multimillionaire with your two coins and your high value self, <laughs> you'll see. Because, you, you know, you, you wouldn't come to Cameroon or Kenya and say, hey, let me pay three or four times the rent because that's what the real going rate is beachfront. So, no, that, that's good. Now, have you um, made any plans to maybe go to China and to see how things are put in and to actually meet your supplier? That is one thing that is definitely on my list. Um, we're looking to grow a little bit more before we do um, to head out there, but that is top tier looking at not only speaking to the person over everything, but speaking with the employees, looking at exactly how everything is made from the nails to the boxes. We're looking at getting made um, the whole entire shebang. I think that's important to not just talk through computers, but to actually put a face with a voice that you talk to over the phone or through the computer every day to sit here and say, I'm in this for the long haul. And this is something that I truly put my heart into. I want you to know that you can contact me anytime and that you know, that face-to-face -face contact is important to me. No, that, that's awesome. What would you want a young person, uh, male or female? Because, you know, anybody could be in this game, um, the game of business. What would you want them to know about starting a business? It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. When we first started, I can't tell you how many late nights and and ideas are just popping into your head. And I mean, you're going to sleep at like two in the morning, you know, but at the end of the day, and I haven't even reached that point yet, but it's important to have your glass half full. I think that's another very important part. Your, your, um, demeanor towards the entire situation, your feelings towards the entire situation is a huge part because if you keep downing yourself in every single part, you're not going to make it. You know, you're always going to find something to, to make you want to quit. Um, 
But at the end of the day, this is something that you can say you did. You pushed through, you persevered, and now you're looking at something, hopefully some big marquee with your name on it one day that that reads your business. And you can sit there and finally break down and cry and say, this is what I did. You know, this is me and nobody, you know, pushed as much as I did into the situation. But it's 100% worth it. No, I love that. And you guys. I hope you love this game. If you do, make sure if you do nothing else, share it. It's free game to share. We're going to take the conversation offline like I always do, but you've been blessed by the game. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America, or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. So opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.